Hi, this is Dan Smith, and this is God Talks for OC Grace Online University. Welcome again to God Talk. We love it that you're following along with us. These are 10 minutes each about our favorite aspects of the character of God. So I'm Dan Smith, pastor of Garden Grove here in California. And we're doing this as part of OC Grace TV and OC Grace uh, University Online. We just love the character of God and we're starting with this. So I'm talking about today the door to the party from John chapter 10. And I've had a parable that I've used for a long time. There were a group of college boys and uh, I was down with them and we were down there in uh, downtown Los Angeles. And here they're playing on the beach, you know, and the weightlifters are there and the paddle tennis people and people are walking around and here's a basketball game. And all of a sudden one game ended and the losers walked off and the winner said, you guys want to play against us? Well, we thought we're pretty good. Sure, let's play. Then we looked up at them and saw how <laughs> their shortest player was taller than our tallest players and maybe this wasn't a good idea. And they said, we're going to play to 10 points, one point a basket, you get the idea. In about two minutes, they are nine nothing. They are killing us. They are better than us. We called timeout and we prayed in our little circle. God, help us. Send us help. We're in trouble here. Do something. When we opened our eyes, there on the court with us was another player. Very tall, six foot six. He took off his jacket and we saw his shirt, number 23. It's Michael Jordan. <laughs> he said, you want me to play with you? Yes. What do you do when you're playing with Michael Jordan? You give him the ball. You don't shoot the ball. You give him the ball. Immediately he scored nine to one. They shot. He jumped up and he blocked the shot. They raced. He raced down the court and he dunked it again over them all. Over and over again. We could pick it up pretty quick. Just get out of the way. Give him the ball. Get out of the way. Let Michael Jordan do it. He blocked every shot and he made every shot. He never missed. He did hook shots and long shots and hooks and everything. It got down to nine to nine. They got mad. They were scratching at him and hitting him and blood's flying everywhere. Now nobody is doing anything else at the beach. There's no swimmers. There's nobody playing basketball or weightlifting or paddle tennis. They're surrounding the court. They've never seen anything like this before. He's the best. They're now ready to win. They're going to find a way to win this last point. And they come down and he blocks it again. And he comes down with the ball for the last shot. He comes to half court and he hoists a long shot from half court. And we watch as the ball flies through the air and it drops through the net. And we win. <laughs> We've been running all over the car. We won. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. He did it all. It's all Michael Jordan. We lifted him up on our shoulders and he's the best. The whole crowd cheered. Never seen anything like it before. And then the great moment was when the other team when they gathered up their things and before they left, they bowed and they said, he's the best we've ever seen. The greatest there ever was. Christ is the champion. You can see where I'm going. And someday at the end of the world, there will be this dramatic time when Christ is going to win the game and the whole world is going to stop every other game and be there to see Christ. And the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus was Lord. He's the best. He's the all-star. It's like David and Goliath. Goliath wins, then all of the Philistines win. But if David won, then all of Israel won, and they lost. The whole game was played out in the battle between the two. 
Jesus and Satan there in the wilderness. Jesus knew that everything was on the line in that one battle, mano a mano, Christ against Satan. And Jesus lives his whole life undefeated, never sins a single time. And he goes to the cross and they kill Christ and they put him at a grave and they roll a stone over the entrance and they put a Roman guard and Satan made sure that every demon in the universe was there. Don't you let him out. He said he would come out. Don't you ever let him out. Everything is at stake. Sunday morning, every demon is there and God comes down and he rolls away the stone and the Roman guard fall away and the demons back off and Jesus calls Christ out and Christ wins the victory and when he won, we all won. And Satan lost. And he shouts out in Revelation chapter 1, 17 and 18, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I was dead, but behold, I am alive forever and ever and I hold the keys. He won for everybody. Jesus makes these incredible claims. I am statements. I am the light of the world. I am the water of life. Drink from my well. You'll never thirst again. I am the door for the sheep. Whoever enters through me will be saved. There are some things you can do to get to the door. Bible study, how you get to the door. Reading the Bible, how you get to know Christ. But it's not the door. Prayer is very important. It's not the door. The church. <laughs> I love the church. I am a pastor. I love the church. All its mistakes and flaws, but I love the church. It's not the door. Doctrines, belief, theology. It's good, important. Not the door. Jesus is the door. Then there are the things that we do after we go through the door. Christ becomes Lord of our lives. We keep Ten Commandments and we go to church and we love our neighbor and we go on mission trips. But Jesus is the door. Philippians 3 verses 8 to 10 says, Consider everything else a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ. What does it mean for Jesus to be the door? Number one, the door is open wide. Revelation 3 verse 8 I have set before you an open door that no one can shut. The door is always open. When the prodigal son came home, we looked at that the other day. The father came running. The door was always open. The unpardonable sin is not God closing the door on you. It's you closing the door on God. The door of the close of probation is not God saying, I'm fed up now and closing the door. I'm going to close it on all of you waiting so long. It's people closing the door on God. God always says yes. Number two, if Jesus is the open door, then that means Jesus is the last word on God. All these Old Testament stories that are hard to understand scare people about God, but they are not the last word about God. Jesus is the last word on God, and they all have to be understood in light of Jesus. Number three, if Jesus is the door, then the moment you go through the door, you are free from guilt. Guilt's gone. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, the accuser of the brethren who accuses them before God day and night has been cast down. If you are still carrying guilt, and that means you haven't gone through the door, Jeremiah 31, verse 34, I will remember their sins no more. Number four is assurance of salvation. John 10, verse 9, I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. We talked about it a little bit last time. The moment you go through that door, you have salvation right now, today, 
Name is on the list. I haven't worried about it in 45 years. I gave my life to Christ, and I'm going to heaven. Settle. Number five, the party begins when you go through the door. People think the party begins when you're perfect or when you go to heaven or when you get baptized. But in the story of Matthew 25 and the bridegroom and the ten virgins, the moment you go through that door, the party is going. So we should have the party when you come to Christ, not at the end of 28 fundamental beliefs. The party is when you come to Christ, yes. Number six, the judgment. The issue in the judgment is not what God thinks of you, but what you think of God. John 10, 14, my sheep know my voice. Do you know the voice? The shepherd doesn't decide which sheep go in, which stay out. The sheep decide. Do they know the voice of the shepherd? He's the door. I heard a story Bill Hybels talked about in San Diego. He was down sailing in a regatta when all of a sudden this aircraft carrier came in to the San Diego Bay and went right into the middle of those little sailboats. All of a sudden, there was no more race. Half the boats went to the right, half the boats went to the left. No one's in the middle anymore. The aircraft carrier didn't decide which direction people went. It was the reason people decided. Jesus doesn't decide. He is the reason that we decide, are you for God or against God? He said, I am the door. He is the issue in the judgment. What are you going to do about him? Old story I've told for a long time. There were two pastors from Scotland who were shot down in World War II, got put in prison camps. One was with the British, one was with the Americans. The Americans had a little radio. They would bring it out once a day and they would listen to the news. Then they would tell the Scottish pastor to go to the fence and in his unique language, the Germans knew English, but they didn't know his Scottish language. And he would give the news over the fence to his other fellow pastor. He would give it to all the others. And then the British would know all the news too. Well, one day the news came that the war was over. The Americans came out and they're throwing their hats in the air. <laughs> you can't kill us. We're not going to die here. We're going to go home. We won the war. You lost. We're going home. The Scottish pastor went over to the fence. He gave the news over the fence to the other pastor. He told the British, the British came running out. They're throwing their hats in the air and they're waving. We're going home. We're not going to die here. You can't kill us. We won the war. You lost. The Germans didn't hear the news for three more days. Then they snuck out in the middle of the night and left the gates open. For three days, those prisoners were still in prison. The gate was still closed. They could not get out. But something had changed. They were different now because they'd heard the news that the war was over and they were on the list. They were going to go home. And that's where you and I are. The gate's still closed. We're still in prison. We can't go home. But we have heard the news from Jesus. The war is over. We have won. We're going home. Settle it once and for all. This is God Talk, and we hope you'll stay with us next week. God bless. <music>